T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is high. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And here's another great idea. Saying hello to Peter King on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Peter, thank you so much for joining us. And obviously, before we get to today's news and forward thinking for the 49ers and what this offseason needs to look like, what the wish list could possibly be, I would like your autopsy on an NFC title game. I think, you know, we all know that the patient died on the operating table for the 49ers. At what point in time did you call it? Uh, I mean, to think that Josh Johnson is going to be able to win a football game after not playing for 100 years um, was probably a little bit too much. I mean, good for Christian McCaffrey. He seemed to make it a game 20 minutes into it or so. I mean, the amazing thing was you know, midway through the second quarter, this was still a game somehow. But you just knew that the dam was going to break at some point if Brock Purdy couldn't go back in. And look, the most important single player in this game was Brock Purdy. How bizarre that sounds in the NFC Championship game. But the guy who was picked last in the draft this year. Um, you know, it's like you have a pickup game for kickball on the uh, on the playground. You have 20 people to choose from. And the 20th person, uh, 20th kid who gets picked ends up, you know, the most important player. How does that happen? I have no idea how it happens. But that's how it, what happened in this case. When he went out, it was over. I think the amazing thing is, right now, when you think about it, Shanahan slash Lynch... Um, you know, has been atop this football team for six years and provided quite a lot of compelling, fun, incredible moments. And they've done it with the weirdest quarterback situation of any team in the last six years. By far, it's not even close. That There's no team, I bet, in a six-year period that has had the number one quarterback hurt as often as this team has. And it's amazing when you think about it, first of all, that with the third-string quarterback, they are in the championship game at all. Okay, that's number one. And number two, for 15 minutes after, they're, you know, the ace in the hole gets hurt, they're still in the game. It, it's kind of a tribute to the way the roster was built, but on the other hand, I would find a little fault with the 49ers for 
basically saying, is Josh Johnson the best we can do? I was thinking about it today, and I was thinking about in the last six weeks, what they have done differently. I'll just ask this question. And I, and I don't even know whether the timing on this really syncs up, but who'd you rather have come in that game, you know, at the time of desperation? Josh Johnson or Joshua Dobbs, who ended up playing decently for uh, for Tennessee after Ryan Tannehill went down? And look, I'm not. It's almost certainly wouldn't have made the difference, but. <clears throat> If I were the 49ers, I'd be asking myself, ourselves, was Josh Johnson the best we can do? And even if it was the best we could do, don't you think maybe we should have tried to, uh, you know, not only do a little better than him, if humanly possible to do, but also just to get another guy in there, you know, to, to uh, you know, even to have a chance to be on the roster down the stretch. But again, it probably all is futile once you lose Brock Purdy. Um, given the nature of how the 49er quarterback position has gone over the last four to six years, have you heard from anybody, and I'm not asking you for your opinion, but have you heard from anybody a credible explanation other than sheer bad luck as to why it seems to happen here more places than other. Well, Jimmy Garoppolo, for whatever reason, is injury prone. And so that's a lot of it. All right. And look, Mark Purdy, I don't think, and we'd have to go back and check, but this is a guy who played 48 games in four years in the Big 12. So I don't think he was hurt much, if at all, in college football. And he comes into the NFL and gets a fairly fluky injury. So I don't, Ray, I mean, you hate to blame it all on coincidence, and I'm not sure that it should all be blamed on coincidence, but I don't know what you do other than, you know, at least like if I were the 49ers right now, no matter what happens early in this offseason, whatever, I think you just have to shake hands with Jimmy Garoppolo and wish him the best. It's time to go. It's time to move on. Everybody knows that. Um, and and you do one of two things going forward. You either say send Trey Lance and Brock Purdy into training camp, may the best quarterback win, even though you probably think that it's going to be uh, Brock Purdy, or... You invite Tom Brady into the party and or someone else, whoever that other person is. The only thing is, I would not invite anybody. I would not try to sign anybody who had a significant injury history before this year because it's just, you know, seen that movie too many times already. Peter King here on Damon and Ratto. Well, again, you, you brought up Tom Brady before we even had the chance to ask you about it because he's someone that Ray and I have been talking about since we came on the air today at 3 o'clock. Brady at the age of 45 throwing 733 passes doesn't sound nearly as optimal to me as Brady at the age of 46 throwing about 550 next year for the 49ers. That would be 34 passes a game if he were used like Brock Purdy 
And let's be completely honest, he's Tom Brady. And and at some point, age obviously catches up with him, but I don't know if it has yet. And he's asked to play a much different game in San Francisco than he was in Tampa, where the entire offense takes place in a 20-yard box. Who's better to hit Christian McCaffrey, Debo, and Kittle on short to intermediate routes than the guy who probably threw to catch-and-one run wide receivers, backfield running backs, and 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 tight ends than than Tom Brady. To me, there is no perfect. Find me a better solution than a motivated to be home Tom Brady with finally a year away from his personal issues. Like it, it makes a lot of sense to me. And it's the it, one it thing that I think Peter gives the 49ers the best chance to be hosting the NFC title game next year. And that should be the target they're shooting at. Yeah, I'm not I don't know whether you know whether they would. I I don't know how Brady is going to play. At some point, he's a forty-six-year-old guy. I, you know, yes, supremely motivated, everything like that. If I were the Forty ers that's probably what I'd do. And the reason why my gut feeling is that they're at least going to look into it is I think there was some inside the organization in 2020 who had buyer's remorse for not going hard after him when he went to Tampa. Uh, and that's even before he won the Super Bowl there. So, you know, it makes a lot of sense for them to look into Tom Brady. I don't think they would be looking at Brady as any sort of, to me, he's almost a one-year scotch tape job. You know, and and plus, the reason why I think that it does make a lot of sense for San Francisco is that whoever your quarterback is going to be going forward, whether it's Trey Lance, whether it's Brock Purdy, how fantastic would it be if they had a mentor slash tutor on the roster like Tom Brady, who they can, uh, you know, there, there isn't, there wouldn't be a better person to learn from. There wouldn't be a better person for them to be around for a while. Hey, look, you know, you hear all sorts of stuff. You hear uh, Aaron Dobbs say he never once saw uh, Aaron Rodgers outside the building. You know, that, that it, 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 Tom Brady is going to be the kind of guy and I'm not saying he's going to invite, you know, Brock Purdy and, and Trey Lance over for dinner every night. I, I, I don't mean that, but I do think that Brady would be the guy who would leave. It, it, let's say he only, you know, stayed there for 10 months. Okay. He would leave that place in significantly better shape than when he arrived. Could you imagine for a second the off-season workout program at Sarah High School? I mean, who, who, who doesn't report for that? You might even have the entire defense show up for that one. Yeah, I mean, what would happen for sure is, look, I think, just my gut feeling, if Brady does decide to come back, uh, he, he will be as dedicated and interested and motivated to, you know, work with Tom House and Adam Dato, the 
the guys he's been working with in the off season. Uh, you know, he'd be. He'd work with them a lot. He would make absolutely unequivocally, he'd be positive to have a great chemistry and a great understanding of who Debo Samuel is before they ever step foot in training camp. But look, I mean, we can talk about this all we want. They clearly uh, are, are, if they were smart, would bring in a veteran who has been durable um, to add to the quarterback mix here. Because, and look, one of the other reasons that uh, that I think Brady would be good is that he would understand because he watches football. He's preparing for life after football, so I'm positive. He's watched every game, either all or or most of the game that Brock Purdy has played. He knows that Brock Purdy can do this. And so if at some point they're three and five and they're really struggling and Shanahan says, hey, Tom, I'm putting Purdy in, uh, no offense, or whatever, whatever he does, Brady will be ticked off, but he'll understand because he will know that Brock Purdy is a good player. And so I can't see much of a downside, but you know, the one other thing that we aren't even thinking of yet is this would have to be a situation where Brady truly wants to play. We don't know that yet. Uh, and then there would be the, the, the situation of his family, his children, either lived in New York or Florida. Um, you know, they'd be in, they'd have been in school there. They'd ever, so there's that issue, and I think Brady is a lot more cognizant of that than maybe he has been at times in his past. So we'll see how all that plays out. In your conversations with Kyle Shanahan over the years, has he ever given you a definitive reason why he wasn't interested in Brady back in the day? And what would have changed if suddenly he were interested in him now? I don't think that they, I think they felt that they were going to be okay at quarterback in 2020. You know, and now what, what has changed now, three years later, they're not okay at quarterback. They got one guy who was going to be out for six months. They got another guy who they have no idea if he's any good because they haven't seen it yet. And they have a defense that's ready to win absolutely right now. That's what's changed. You know, the change is the perceived bigger need at quarterback than there was in March of 2020. And uh, just the fact that this is a just-add quarterback team and you can win now. Peter King on the Bud Light guest line. Who is sitting in a better position right now in your own mind? Sean Payton with the task to deconstruct what is wrong with the Denver Broncos or D'Amico Ryan to construct some actual success in Houston? Um, I think Sean Payton is in a better situation. But look... I wouldn't have touched the Houston job. Uh, it, it, well, I don't know that I really trust 
Cal McNair, Nick Casario. Honestly, I don't know if I trust what they said because they were going to give Lovey Smith longer than a year, the same way they were going to give David Cully longer than a year. They gave me a year, and it just strikes me that um, you know they're obviously going to take a quarterback and figure out who's going to coach him. I don't know if it'll be Pep Hamilton or somebody else, but they're going to take a quarterback. How patient are they going to be? If they go 3-14 and 14 this year, and then they're lousy at midseason next year in the quarterback in 2024, and the quarterback is struggling, what assurance do you have that uh, they're going to give D'Amico Ryans enough time to truly turn this around? They haven't given their coaches enough time to turn it around. So I guess I would look at it and say, first of all, I would be worried about the front office and ownership in Houston. Um, In Denver, they've got a very good defense right now. They have good, not great, but good offensive weapons right now. They have a left tackle in Garrett Bowles. And I haven't watched film with Sean Payton of... um, you know, of Russell Wilson. I don't know what he thinks. Uh, I do know that Russell Wilson openly inside the organization wanted Sean Payton and has been, uh, has been very open with the fact that I will be coached, I can be coached, um, and you can be tough on me because, look, Russell Wilson knows he's at the crossroads right now. So there's that advantage. And I think there's one other thing here. Sean Payton, maybe, I don't know how many coaches can come in there and tell Russell Wilson, look, you're not a privileged character anymore. All these privileges you had, the private office inside the building, the, you know, the private people coming in, the, whatever, the trainers and the, you know, workout people and the video crew, what, whoever there were, there's been all sorts of reports of how many people that Russell Wilson has had with him at home and on the road during the course of the year. Sean Payton is basically going to say, look, that's over. I, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't say, I, I guarantee it, but I'm almost positive that Sean Payton is going to say, Listen, it's important for you to be one of 45. Right, new sheriff in town. You cannot be a potentate anymore. Um, so I think I think Denver is the, is the more advantageous job. Turning to the defensive coordinator opening for Kyle Shanahan, how do you think they fill it? I, I don't know. I, I just, I don't have any idea. I would think that Steve Wilkes is a very good candidate. He knows the division. Uh, having been in Arizona, he knows the NFC well. Uh, Fangio? Highly respected coach. So I think he's got to get a good look. What do you think of Vic Fangio? Because uh, I keep on hearing conflicting he'd reports out of Miami. He'd be the best. He'd be absolutely the best guy. I guess we'll know within 24 hours. Is he, um, is he signed, sealed, and delivered to Miami? Or can Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch twist an arm? And, you know, I don't know the answer to that yet. But he clearly, far and away, would be the best guy to do this job. Uh, Did you learn anything about either the Chiefs
or the Eagles that you didn't know before the conference finals? Um, I was in Kansas City and um, uh, I knew going into that game that obviously Patrick Mahomes uh, is as talented as a is as talented a quarterback in all ways. Um, you know, throwing the ball, uh, keeping plays alive, throwing on the run, doing everything, running. He's as talented a quarterback as I've ever seen. The one thing that the game convinced me on Sunday is his will is absolutely, uh, there's not a player with in the NFL today or that I have seen who has the will that he does. Um, and I wrote about it in my column. You know, you saw that when Jermaine Pratt was a free rusher going at uh, Mahomes on Sunday in this game, Mahomes was running to his left. He was not going to be able to outrun Jermaine Pratt. Uh, and so he had to turn quickly and throw, and he threw a bullet into the gut of uh, McCole Hardman. And you could see Jermaine Pratt was diving for him just at that moment. And Patrick Mahomes came up gimpy on that play. And uh, you could tell something significant happened to him on that play because he was limping badly. And luckily for Kansas City, it wasn't lucky, lucky that McCole Hardman went out, had, was laying on the field and was hurt at that moment. But it was lucky that they had a minute and a half uh, so that, uh, uh, you know, Mahomes could gather himself. And he went to the sidelines just very briefly. And the longtime trainer and confidant of Andy Reid, Rick Burkholder, went up to him and said, hey, you okay? And Mahomes, as I say in my, in my story on Monday, leave me alone, Mahomes hissed because that's that's what it was. I'm not coming out of the game, get away from me, is, is, is was basically what he was saying. And uh, and he, I, he willed his team to this win. So I knew about the talent, I knew everything, I knew what a great leader he was. Um, I learned about his, a lot more about his will in this game on Sunday. He might be the most tooled up quarterback of all time. There's there's yeah. very little doubt about it. Peter, let's wrap with this. And we've got a couple minutes here. Uh, and I'm not asking for your final impression of the Super Bowl. We'll have another opportunity next week to get your, uh, your, your real thumbnail sketch of your final thoughts on the Super Bowl. What are your opening thoughts on Chiefs-Eagles? I just think that Philadelphia's depth going into the week. I mean, Kansas City, not only is the quarterback hurt, but so many of his receivers are hurt going into that game. Uh, I was outside the locker room for about a half hour waiting in between the celebration and everything, and I saw uh, a totally joyless uh, Juju Smith-Schuster limping, looking like he was Walter Brennan. Go on Wikipedia and look that up, kids. Um, but he just looked like he could barely move. Uh, so, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster is a guy who, uh, you know, is, is really trusted by this team. 
is he going to be in good good enough shape to play? Who's going to who's going to be the receivers in this game for Mahomes? That's number one. But number two, as great as Chris Jones was, and I think Chris Jones this year, although I voted for Nick Bosa for defensive player of the defensive player of the year. Uh, I mean, Chris Jones. It was it was a hundred to ninety eight or something. It was incredibly close, and Chris Jones was just great on Sunday. Will Chris Jones be able to be great going against the best offensive line in the NFL this year and perhaps in the last few years? Uh, they have totally shut out, um, you know, the opposing pass rush in the first two weeks of this of of the playoffs. So now um, Frank Clark and Chris Jones have to do some damage in this game. Can they? We'll see. Uh, nobody's done damage against the Eagles in a big game all year. Peter, thank you very, very much. Appreciate your time as always. All the best, guys. Thank you. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.